Hi, this is Kendra. This is Olivia. And Josh. And this is a mini version of our music oddcast. Today we'll be talking about band stories that have been submitted, which is very fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, and the good thing about this, you know, we'd like people to continue sending stuff our way. I came across this story on Reddit, and that's kind of how you know found out about this and got a response from these guys. And luckily, we have a really fun story for the next one that we're saving because this this you know is enough to just talk about for this full band stories episode and kind of introduce this to. You guys you hear like way too often about bands on tour or even just like local bands playing shows that have their gear stolen it yeah you know, it's terrible thing band, that happens you've played all long the enough, time you've had something stolen or yeah. all your gear stolen it's happened to me before like i've yeah. never had like all of our stuff like stolen like all the amps are gone all the guitars i've had small things taken here and there for me it Luckily. was like two no it was like the night before we were supposed to leave on this like 10 day tour Right. And we played a gig at our local bar, and um, <laughs> somebody broke into our bass player's car, and it had my bass amp and uh, Marshall like half stack and like something else, and they took it. They got away like gone. Yeah. Like by the like when when Dwan went out to load or like unload and grab some stuff, yeah. like the car was driving off oh. with <laughs> yeah. our shit. And, like, these people were really stoned on this porch, and they're like, we thought that was his shit. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah. we were even, like, helping him. Like, what? Oh, oh no. But then they're like... Can you help me with this amp? Like, it's but real they were heavy. really high, so, like, we do not want to talk to the cops. We can give a description to you guys, but, like, yeah. I mean, like, but we, like we're, t- we're really fucking stoned, man. Like, we don't want to talk to cops right now. And yeah. I'm like, I get it, but at the same time, like... That seems so sketchy, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it was... So we made them talk to the cops anyway, because we're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you yeah. helped load out our shit. Like, fuck you. Um, yeah, that was weird. So after that happened, did... Like, did you guys make up the money somehow? Like, did anybody, like, um, donate? So, like, that happened, and everybody was, like, cool to, like, let us use their gear and stuff to play yeah. the gig. And I was... I, it was a hardcore band at the time, so, like... I was really fucking pissed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, like, we were kind of freaking out, like, fuck, we're supposed to go on tour, like, tomorrow. Um, So it really actually ended up working out. Um, Everybody that we played with that night was so nice. And, like, so they, even all the touring bands, like, we're good. Like, so everybody just gave us all of the door money. Yeah. Um, Like, here, I hope it helps. Like, this really sucks. Um, So that was really kind of, like, all the locals and stuff to, like, throw down on that. That was really cool. That is. Um, And then when we, our friend in Indy, Will, um, he was going to drive us because he had, like, this big, like, worker utility van that he had just got. And he was, like, called us, like, the week before. He's like, do you guys need a ride on tour? Because I kind of want to go on tour with you guys. (laughs) And we're like. Do we? Yes. (laughs) So he was like, we were already going to play at his house the next night because he had house shows. And then he was going to drive us, like, like, to Baltimore and back and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> what are the chances of that? Some guy just being like, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you no. guys need a ride to <laughs> no, Baltimore? Was, he's like, well, I just got this van. I saw you guys are going to tour and it looks like a lot of fun. Like, can I come? Like, I, I have this van and we're like, That's oh awesome. my God, like, yes. tour's still on. Like, because right. yeah. it was like really tour's half-assed. Like, it was the first time I tried to plan a tour and it was really half-assed. And like, but it just yeah. all magically worked out. So good. even with yeah, our good. gear getting stolen, it magically worked out because... Then when we played down in Indy, like all these awesome people were like, you can borrow my half stack. You can borrow my shit. So like they like let us use their instruments to go on tour. We're like that, which is crazy. Oh, dang. I mean, it was so nice. And we were like, we will take care of it. But like, so like the Fort Wayne scene and the Indianapolis scene like really came through and like saved our ass on that stuff, which was so kind. Yeah. So very, very lucky, very fortunate. Um, if anybody ever asks to borrow an amp or something because they didn't want, they couldn't bring it because they didn't have the room in their vehicle and stuff like that, like gear sharing is so important. Yeah, yeah it and you never know every whose shit gets stolen. Like it's always going to be helpful. Like most bands were cool to like let us borrow a guitar or whatever, but like um, there are some bands on that tour that were fucking dicks. Yeah. So I'm not going to name drop any of them, but fuck them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, you're a dick. 
basically. Some other things that you can do if this hap- like if this happens to a band that you like or you go see or even your friends with, if they have like any sort of like GoFundMe page, like definitely like give them a few dollars if you have some or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah like every sure. five dollars is like yeah. another five bucks that like isn't coming out of somebody's pocket that they already right. paid, like to rebuy something that they already owned. Yeah, that got ripped off. Buy an album. Just buy, buy a merch T-shirt. Too, buy yeah. merch. Buying merch. Buying merch is awesome. Yeah. Buy me a drink. Yeah, buy him no. a drink if you can't do anything else. Um, you know, give him some it, money for gas or food. Ironically, like on this tour, the guy that had the van that drove us, yeah, he was also like collected like really rare records. And so he just brought like a stack of vinyl with him just to sell at our merch table oh. to make his own money. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But it was like rare Japanese noise core bands and stuff like that. <laughs> and stuff that like was going for like five hundred dollars on Dang. eBay. Yeah. And so that dude made like triple what, what we did in our merch sales. Like he like okay. even oh, with like the crazy. gig payments and stuff so like that. So he knew what yeah. he was doing. Because well, I was wondering also, why would this guy just No he also <laughs> brought a record player that worked in the fucking van. So we were Dang. listening to records was it on, on like the road. Shock mounts or something? It was ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. But you could even put it on a ceiling and have it play. <laughs> so it was like when wow. it was like a smoother plays ride. underwater. So he brought some junk records to listen to, like just in case yeah, they yeah. got scratched yeah. up. But it was very funny. Sorry. That's funny. But yeah, was, I like that the merch guy made more money than everybody else on the tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know, and now that South by Southwest has been canceled, you know, in the bands Cheap Wave and Caleb DeCasper that we talked to, they were affected by that. They had shows set up, and it looks like they still have, like, a couple things that they're playing, you know, yeah. which is great. Well, they're like, in they Austin, so to, they might... Just because they canceled South by Southwest, that doesn't mean they can. You know, a lot of these... You know, a lot of bands that were planning to do this, if you can, you know... Like I said, yeah, with, uh, with COVID nineteen, the coronavirus yeah. and stuff going around, like a lot of people are uh, like, we've had gigs canceled. Like yeah. a lot of people are having gigs canceled, which is totally, totally understandable. Yeah. But also, like that's some people's income. So right. if yeah. you have a band that you love that it isn't very big, or like you know you want to support them, like now is the time to buy the merch. Today, we're going to speak with Sean from the band Cheap Wave out of Austin, Texas, and talk with him about an experience he had recently on the road. What was the name of the band again? They are called Cheap Wave. Cheap Wave, okay. Yeah, they're a punk wave band from Austin, Texas. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So let's get him on the phone. Yeah, I know Austin's definitely known for its music scene for sure. I've, we've played at South by Southwest a few times. It's just very conducive for bands to play down there, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and call Hi, Sean. Yeah. Hey, it's Olivia. Hey, what's up, Olivia? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, You're calling so- from Fort Wayne? Yes. Yeah, Fort, Fort Wayne, Wayne Indiana. Indiana. This is Josh, by the way. Hi, Josh. How you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, another voice. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I grew up in Louisville. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't sound like you're from Texas or wherever. Where are you from? Right? Where are you at right now? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Texas now, outside of Austin. Okay, awesome. Okay, but I grew up I grew up in Louisville area. Yeah, and it's absolutely freezing here right now. I bet it's a lot nicer where you're at. Yeah, I think it's way nicer. <laughs> it's probably like 75 and sunny, and people are out on their patios drinking Coronas and whatnot. Or lo- not, Lone Stars. I'm sorry, they drink Lone Stars. It's like 55, which for us, okay. uh, but that feels yeah, it's frigid, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about 20 degrees here right now. Yeah, it was 21 last time I checked. Yeah, fuck that. I know. Basically. Yeah. Oh, man. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so first, can you tell us a little bit about your band? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, Let me know if you can't. My house is weird on reception, so let me know if you can't hear me at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I play drums in a band called Cheap Wave from austin texas and uh, we are we're a punk band with kind of a new wave edge to us we yeah. say we're kind of like uh, dinosaur jr um covering devo uh, awesome if that yeah. makes any sense at all <laughs> no we we both love dinosaur jr or jay, jay massis or whatever 
Right. Uh, right. And you know, I'm familiar with Devo. Yeah. 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 The new, yeah. the very like invented Devo. new wave in the early '80s. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. So that's sort of what we do, and we have been. It's just three of us. Um, I've been down in Texas for a while, and I had two friends who moved uh, from Chicago. Uh, I had an old band uh, that was breaking up at the time, and I started playing with them. We've been playing for a couple of years now. I think we've been going hard at it for like a year and a half or two years now. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So you guys were just finishing off a tour towards the end of a tour when you guys got robbed, right? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so last summer, this was June, mm-hmm. uh, we went out on the road with uh, another another Austin band, Caleb DeCasper, who are uh, good friends of ours. Okay. Um, and it was like seven of us in a really shitty van that a new thing broke on it every day. It uh, sounds like half. every tour I've ever been on or every <laughs> tour, every band I've known has been on. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah you just drive around what you can get that has enough space for everyone. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And we did get... We did get the AC fixed, or the dude we rented it from agreed to pay to get the AC fixed because... It was June, and we were, like, sitting in standstill traffic in New Orleans. Oh and God. we were yeah, just like, that could be, we can't do this. That sounds actually dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we got that worked out. But, um, yeah, it wasn't a nice it wasn't a nice fan. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. but um, we, were, we were only out for two weeks, but we covered, like, 4,200 miles in two weeks. So, we were really hauling. Did you say 4,200 uh, miles? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like 14 dates. Um, not really a day off. Uh, just going. Um, and we were at the very end, pretty much. We um, we were in Tulsa, which would have been the second to last date on the tour. We were going to get back to Texas and play a Texas show and then, uh, and then we'd be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played Tulsa. I'd never been to Oklahoma before. I don't know if I'll go back after that. Yeah, <laughs> but we, um, we just, it was one of the nights we, we didn't have a place to stay. So we just got a cheap hotel and, um, we, you know, we went to bed the next morning. I got up, and I was going to pull the van around for us to like load our stuff into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just digging around in the back. I, the, a window was busted out, but I didn't even notice that at the time. I was just digging <laughs> around in the back. Yeah. And I it saw, came like, busted out now. <laughs> I, I just saw like sparkly stuff in the back of the van. And I realized it was glass. And then I looked up and there was just no window there. And I must have been sleepy or something because I looked yeah. around and realized, like, you know, half of the stuff was just gone. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you're hungover maybe from the night before and you come out. And tired, yeah, you're tired because you drove 4,200 miles yeah, in like we were, you yeah. know, a couple of weeks and uh, you just don't know what's going on half the time. But yeah, I, yeah, I was just tired from everything. And I was just, uh, honestly, I think it was just kind of hard to believe because you hear horror yeah. stories like that. It's just sort of a cliche. You hear horror stories like that. You just don't think it's going to happen to you, all that stuff. So I don't know. In an instant, my stomach just sank. Yeah. And Absolutely, I sort yeah. of took a look and a lot of drum stuff was gone. Um, guitar, I think a guitar and bass was gone. At least one amp was gone. And I went around to the hotel lobby, and my guitarist, Jordan, was the first guy I saw. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, you got to come outside because we just got robbed. And uh, I felt awful for him because his guitar got swiped, and it was kind of rare. Um, it's called a Hanson, which is sort of a, a rare uh, small company out of Chicago. There's not a lot of them floating around at all. Okay. And ever oh, since I, ever since I met him, like he basically was that guitar, and uh, he was having just like the worst day of his life. Or that's one of terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, so 
Yeah, and then we had to clean up the glass. We called the police, which they were like nice but couldn't really do anything. Yeah, I mean, what are they really uh, going to do? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but that was that was that morning we we totaled it up and we we lost uh, essentially like 4 grand of gear between oh. Um, it was like a guitar, a bass, an amp, uh, two drummers were in the van. So like two snares, two sets of cymbals. Um, and then I think whoever it was, was trying to get a box tube amp out of there, but it was just too heavy. So we like knocked it around <laughs> they got lazy. It a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that was that morning. It was pretty yeah. bullshit. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible, man. I really feel for you. I've I've been on some tours and I I play in a band and yeah, it's just a nightmare. That's your the tour is basically over. But I know right. mm-hmm. the punk rock mm-hmm. scene in general. Like you could probably go to your next show, and if it was you know with a bunch of different bands, they would almost I guarantee they would let you use their gear. Yeah, but how I mean, mu- how long can exactly. you continue on doing that right. after you know? Yeah. So that's exactly what happened in the near term is we were, our next show was in Denton and we got down there and I told the other bands what happened and like uh, both our sets were just, you know, provided essentially by the other band's gear and stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, they were there for us and, you know, I was, I was proud of us because nobody was happy, but we, you know, we finished out the tour and did the damn thing and played some really good music uh to finish it up um uh, but yeah then after that it was just kind of up to us to to rebuild um yeah. we started a gofundme which we had some real supportive like friends and family um like here in texas and elsewhere that contributed some uh, uh some insurance money came through i was like super oh, wow. lucky oh yeah. Um, yeah you never know with that stuff you never know what I that's get, stuff. Yeah, I guess isn't uh, you could have insurance for like rental cars or renters insurance maybe if somebody had yeah. that and had yeah, a yeah. car. And I don't um, know. Some some renters insurance came through, which I didn't even realize it covered that sort of I stuff. I never. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought. I'm like, well, uh, my guitar is gone. It's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were nowhere near. I mean, everything was essentially. We were still in in debt from it you know yeah oh, for uh, sure. nothing covered everything was everything was super helpful and we were both both bands were so grateful that uh that we had that support um but it was you know it didn't cover everything and all of us i think went into a little bit of debt uh getting it back yeah or getting back up to speed so to speak so do you feel like you guys have bounced back at this point yeah i think so i mean um like we all, like we all just, uh, we couldn't just exist borrowing gear for that long, yeah. you know, because we were, you know, we play a lot uh, down in Austin, and uh, no matter how many good friends you have, eventually they'd be like, "Really, dude? Like again? You, <laughs> you need my stuff?" Um, so you know, we just, uh, we just had to, we just had to kind of bear down and and get. Mm-hmm. And get new gear so it's just one of those things we we just had to do it so we did yeah i mean that's great that you guys were able to hold it together and you know finish out the tour you hear about so many bands that have that happen and then that's kind of it for them because they can't you know they don't have anything to yeah. you know kind of rebuild that quickly or even you know years later because i i came across so many stories when i was looking into this and it's so mm-hmm. sad how often it happens. Yeah. It really I is. I pretty yeah. much stopped taking nice gear to shows a while ago. I would I play like a Fender Squire guitar that I got for like $89 at the store. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just worried someone's going to steal my guitar that I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah. Uh, the drums, like drum hardware is so expensive. Yeah. The snare drums cost, you know, $1,000 a piece for some of them. It's just, I don't know. It's unfortunate. Everything, everything drum related is stupid expensive. It is the whole thing. Is <laughs> and I ridiculous. love and I love drums, but everything, everything's so expensive with drums. And you know, it's just one of those things. It, I mean, we were lucky that it happened when it did happen on tour. Yeah. But 
it was just one of those things, you know, we were tired, like half the doors on that van didn't open. So loading in and out was a total pain in the ass. And we got through, you know, we got through, uh, we got through New Orleans, we got through Nashville, we got through New York, we got through Chicago and nothing got jacked. You know, we got to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We'll be fine. Suburbs and And, we're getting stuff to jack right at the hotel. And, you know, just wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what do you guys have going on for you right now or anything coming up, any albums, shows? I saw that you released a video recently. Yeah, we did. We, le- yeah. uh, we uh, released our first video uh, in January uh, for our single Hellions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hellions is the title track off our uh, first EP. We put out that EP uh, last year. We promoted it out on the tour and stuff. Um, so that video is out and live now up on YouTube. Um, it's pretty good if I do say so myself, completely unbiased, of course. uh, (laughs) Yeah. No bias whatsoever. Um, It's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. And, um, we've got a few, we've got three more songs that are basically being mastered now. And, um, we're trying to decide if we're going to release some as singles or, um, put out a few more for uh, another EP. Um, and um, at this time of the year down in Austin, like everybody's just gearing up for South by and sort of the right, zoo right. that is South by. So yeah. um, everything's kind of on hold until we play all our South by gigs and then uh, take another breath and then we'll figure out uh, what to release next. But yeah, that video is out and we've got some singles uh, that are sort of in the can just uh figuring out the best time to release them out into the world and everything yeah. are you just releasing stuff um purely digitally are you guys doing any i don't know what bands are really are they doing vinyl are they doing cassettes is it all digital i don't know what people are doing anymore we did tapes on the ep last year um okay. and we just recently uh sold our last tape of that run um, I don't know what we're going to do next, honestly. Um, That's kind of the sense I get from all of music. It's, I don't know, are we, are we going to do a vinyl? Are we going to do a yeah. tape? Are we going to do digital, a single, yeah. EP? Nobody really knows what's going on. I was just curious what you guys were It's a to. good question, dude. I mean, a lot of people do tapes down here. Like, mm-hmm. and from our time on the road, we would get to some markets like, Chicago, Brooklyn, and those places, like people are cool with tapes, and you go somewhere, and people are like, How am I going to play this? Yeah, what (laughs) is this? It's just not, you know, for us, we were just like, I don't know, because we released it on all these digital platforms. We didn't just want to put out a CD because it's just, it's nice to have a physical thing, but it's still like a digital physical thing. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to put out something totally analog. That's Uh, cool. That is cool. Yeah, CDs, yeah, CDs are, obviously, they're obsolete. But even before, even five yeah. years ago, it was just a carrying device. It was like a hard drive to get it onto your computer, mm-hmm. to get it onto your phone or whatever people do with it. And now, yeah. like, most computers don't even have a CD drive, so yeah. I don't even know I don't know what people are doing and with cars music. Don't it's have, all Spotify, yeah. I guess. Yeah, right. I got, like, 500 CDs that literally just sit in the trunk of my right. car. They're all yeah. coasters for drinks that I put on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. basically yeah yeah um so i'm not sure what we're gonna do with those next songs we're gonna look into we're gonna look into maybe releasing um like a seven inch two-sided seven inch um awesome. just depends nice. on i mean that's that's a very punk rock cost. that's a very punk rock thing to do is to do yeah. a seven inch which is awesome yeah yeah uh yeah we'll see yeah and other than youtube where all can we find you yeah, um, we're everywhere. We're on we're on Spotify. Our first EP is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere you can find digital music, we're on uh, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, Bandcamp. Um, we've got what's uh, your MySpace? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace is uh, yeah. We were too late on MySpace, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> sad. Our our. Our straight-up website is just cheapwaveband.com. Okay, that's pretty uh, easy. I can remember that. 
we're yeah we're on facebook we're on instagram cheap wave uh cheap underscore wave Mm. that's instagram um we're all over the place we try to be easy to find yeah no that's smart yeah i will tell you a happy ending to that guitar story Mm -hmm. and this is a total um talk about like serendipity so he found it was almost an exact copy of that exact same guitar the volume knobs were different Mm -hmm. uh, but he found it at a little vintage guitar shop in austin um, See, there you go. Karma. Karma I've, came back. I've never, yeah, and I've, I've never seen uh, my guitarist Jordan so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet, yeah. To get that thing. <laughs> that is a good um, thing. Well, good for him. Jeez. Cool. Yeah, man. And somebody, I don't know if this is true, but somebody in the know said that it, it was uh, used to be owned by Alejandro Escobedo, which, even if it's mm. not true, like, it's a cool story to spread around. <laughs> I believe it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for telling your story. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks y'all for, uh, wanting to, wanting to hear about it. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah. No problem. All right. We're here with Caleb DeCasper, musician, singer, songwriter, and charismatic frontman out of Austin, Texas. He's going to tell us his side of the story, uh, a little bit about his music, and what he's been up to lately, and what he might be doing in the future, hopefully. Yeah, we appreciate you doing that. Yeah, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so earlier earlier in the week, Olivia sent me a, an email that was, hey, we're going to interview this guy who is in a band uh, in Austin or whatever, and she sent me, a, she might have forwarded the message that you sent her that had a list of gear that had been stolen on it, and it listed everything off, and it was... For the most part, it was really normal stuff. Like there was, you know, Zildjian cymbals and a Mapex drum kit and like a Strat guitar and a bunch of different band stuff. And the last thing on the list was, what was it? The fishnet stockings. The fishnet stockings. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I want to talk to this guy. So then the, I was like, well, let me listen to the band. So I looked and I realized it was probably just a solo artist yeah. with a backing band after I looked at it. Because I went online and I looked at the digital stuff and I listened to the first song off the, the EP you guys, or you put out. I think it was called Elephant. And, and I was like, oh man, this has like a really strong, like Tim Curry kind of theatrical, like Rocky Horror thing going on with it. And I was like, oh, the fishnet stockings, that kind of makes a little more sense, maybe. So I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still pissed that somebody took my fucking fishnets, though. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I guess the, the, the better question is, why would they take those? I know. I mean, I understand the gear, because it's valuable, but I don't know. Could be, I, I almost feel like it might be a pervy thing. Do you get that impression? Because they enjoy the smell of fishnets after they've been to 15 different cities. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Right. <laughs> yeah, because you guys had been on, you know, like a pretty extensive tour at that point. Yeah, we made it all the way across half the United States. We had one more day to go in Denton. Um, Denton, Texas. I've been to Denton. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing there. I don't know why I was there. <laughs> it's kind of like a... I don't, there's some, there's a school there, I think. There's got to be a school in Denton. Maybe that's why I was there. There is, yeah, there's a school there. Yeah, I love my Denton fans up there. But, uh, yeah, I, they're cool. I, we had one more date. We went to all these cities, all these places, and then Tulsa is where someone decided to be an asshole and take yeah. our stuff. Tulsa is where, the, like, the actual robbery yeah, took place. Yeah, in Tulsa, yeah. So shitty that somebody, you know, took your guys' stuff like that. So I'm just it's picturing so you guys... Like, after your stuff's stolen, and then you decide to go, you're like, well, we've got one more show, so we might as well show up at the place. So then you get yeah, to the well, place. We the whole, yeah, we spent the whole next day trying to, you know, in music, you make it work all the time. So mm-hmm. another reason why I love people from Denton so much is because they just made it work for us. Uh, a lot of the other bands just put stuff together. A lot of people that the bookers knew just put stuff together. So as long as you show up everything works out that's cool because i was picturing you guys showing up at the next bar or whatever and i I was just picturing the guy being like all right you guys can load in over here and then put your gear over here and then you guys are like well we don't have any gear and they were probably like what but luckily in the di the like the diy scene and when you travel around like that 
my experience, people are super generous and I've always been able to borrow someone's gear, guitar, drums or whatever. So Yeah, we did. I believe we borrowed uh, from a band called Maple. So okay. thank you, Maple, for you know making it work. Yeah, that's great that they did that. But I mean, it also says a lot about you guys, though, being able to, after just having a bunch of stuff stolen, you're tired, you've been traveling, and that really fucking sucks when that happens, you know, when somebody steals something from you. And getting back up there and finishing that up, I think that says a lot about, you know, you. Because otherwise, you know, and nobody would have thought anything if you would have just said, like, oh, our stuff was stolen, we can't go to the show. So I thought that that was really cool. Well, that wasn't even, uh, I remember we asked, my manager asked everyone, uh, what do we do? What do you guys want to do? And that wasn't even an option. Because we had been through 15 cities. This was my first United States tour, and this is what I'm made to do. Yeah. So I'm not going to give up. I'm the not show must up. go on, right? Yeah, of course. And that's who I am, too. I'm a real performer. Yeah. So I believe in all those mantras and everything. But you're not going to... Some meth head's not going to fuck up my dreams and my career and the fact that I've committed to entertaining these people and making this venue money, you know? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, especially if you guys, it might have, you might have had a contract where you had to play if it was a, a booked tour. Well, I will say it, we were going to get a guarantee, so kind of like yeah, we had to make it happen, you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. it. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that worked out. For the most part, minus the the gear being stolen, obviously. Yeah. So, do you feel like you've bounced back at this point, or are you still trying to make up for everything that was lost? Everything has been replaced. Um, it's even when it happened, I bought everyone ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> first things first. I, yes, first things first. I bought everyone ice cream. I set everyone down, and I said, I, I forget exactly what I told people, but it was along the lines of like. Things happen, and they become part of a story, and this is just part of a story. Like, it wouldn't be a thing if something negative didn't happen. Right. So, just roll with it. It's just stuff, and the person who did this to us, like, it's on them. Yeah. So, we just gotta keep going. And, you know, we, we did the GoFundMe, and people really came through and helped us out. And it was even like, you know, if you just trust that everything works out, because you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So are you from Austin originally, or where did you start out? I am not from Austin originally. I've been in Austin for four years. I've been playing with this band for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started in, in and around Charlotte, North Carolina, and I moved to Brooklyn for six months and made some art up there. And... Uh, I played with a band called Zetas when I was in Charlotte, and they convinced me that Texas was where I needed to be, and they were totally right. So That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a good scene. Um, you've been a few times for South by Southwest. Yeah, we've, we toured, like, starting off. We're in Indiana right now. Uh, that's where we live. And I've been in a band, and we've toured our way down to South by Southwest and then, like, kind of toured our way back, which is always kind of fun to do. So yeah. the festival, I don't, I'm sure it's different during the, the festival, obviously than when the non-festival times, but there's just a ton of bands and a ton of places to play and it's, it's conducive for, for rock and roll yeah, or whatever you're playing. So the whole state is though, it's crazy. Yeah. You yeah. would never think that Texas would be somewhere that someone, you know, who does rock and roll and cross dresses and you know, has points to make about the state of, you know, about being yourself and self-expression. You wouldn't think yeah. that that would do well, but it does well everywhere. I I connect with people everywhere, and I'm supported by people everywhere. Um, small towns, big towns, uh, and there's a music scene in every city, it seems like. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's just a general a movement of consciousness or whatever you want to call it in the whole country or world that's moving towards that direction. In my opinion. So I know you're probably better received now as opposed to 10 years ago. It was bad. Yeah, I mean, I bet it was a very different climate. (laughs) You know, like... It was totally different. I've known what I wanted to do for since I was little, very little. Like, I've just, it was put in me, and it's just grown. And uh, so trying to 
do what I feel that I'm supposed to be doing and people are not receptive to it, it was a lot to put up with and experience um, that things have changed. So That's good. It's good that you stuck it out too, you know, because sometimes that doesn't happen or, you know, it just doesn't, the person isn't strong enough, I guess. I'm not going to give up. No yeah. Way. That's true. If you already knew and you weren't going to stop, nothing was going to stop you anyway. But it would have been hard for me if I would have been in Charlotte and then I went to New York and then I went here and then I went ended up in Austin. It would have been tough doing yeah. all those moves for sure. Yeah, because I mean, you're pretty much starting you, over every right, time. Right, because you got to find a new band everywhere like you go. Like finding the areas where you can play and finding the right group of people to play with. Well, until I... So I, I can do a solo act too. So I was just playing the piano and singing and writing music and putting on like more horror cabaret style shows uh, for a lot of North Carolina and all of when I lived in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And um, that was well received with a few people in North Carolina, but a lot of people in New York. So the fact that I moved to New York and was, I didn't get a lot of kickback. Like, I was almost immediately well received and supported by people like that. That was probably a turning point. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I, I've been listening to the EP that you put out and it's mm-hmm. kind of split down the middle where like the first half is kind of band oriented guitar, bass and drums. And the second, the last two songs are like synth pop. So I guess, are you going to do both? Or are you trying to go in one direction or the other? What's the future hold? So I I don't believe that we're in a world where things need to be <laughs> binary at all yeah. anymore. Or things don't need to be polarized. And that's in regard, like if you look at me, that's in regards to gender expression and sexuality as well as music and art. And because we're people and we have the ability to express ourselves and that, that lies on a spectrum can have complex emotions and I feel that mixing genres and just doing whatever I want to do is the best way to go. I agree um, with that. I totally I agree. I actually love the fact interesting. I love the fact that the EP was sort of split and it wasn't just like, oh, this is how we do it and we're yeah. like a rock band or a glam rock band. It was like, oh, like the last song sounds like a different band from the first song, in my opinion. Well, in a good way. Think about uh, think about music that's come out in the past year. Specifically, I'm looking at... I've been doing this since the beginning, so I, so I had a hunch, but if you look at Lizzo's album, yeah. all those songs could be singles all on their own, and they don't necessarily match, but because it's Lizzo, they all fit together. Yeah. So I just feel that music might be going that direction. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. That's why yeah, I was asking you, know, you for, what, what for you were doing. For people that can do that, you know, there's some bands out there that just, you know, they do really good with just, you know, one kind of sound, like a, you know, a punk rock band that is kind of their thing. You know, and that, that works too. I just think it's it's really fun to watch artists that can, you know, really change it up for different songs and surprise you with their with the album. Like when you listen to the whole thing, I think that that's always really yeah. fun. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. I value expression more than I value um, capitalism. So yeah, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. So what do you have coming up? Oh, I have so much stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately this Sunday, I'm filming for a TV show and on Austin local television called Five One Two Studios. Cool. Yeah, so that will be released. I'll get the date for when that will be released, probably on Sunday. But I'm going to spend Sunday in the TV studio. Um, South By is coming up. In a week from now, South By starts. But in, we're going to hit the, the latter half of it with a few shows. And I guess what I can tell you that's coming up, things I can speak on right now, I have some big shows with uh, Heartbones around Texas in April. Okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. And how long has your video, Johnny Be Good, been out? It's, it's only been on out Instagram. for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's yeah. pretty fresh. And I found the link on your Instagram, and it's on YouTube as well. Where else can you be found? So I can be found all over social media. My favorite social media is Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you have a really yeah. fun Instagram page. Yeah. 
You do. I love seeing the guitar. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. I, I have new material, and it's guitar heavy, so. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, I'm on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much, though. Yeah. But uh, music-wise, I'm pretty much wherever you get your music. Yeah, I, I just went on to, like, Apple Music and mm-hmm. saw the yeah. EP and the live stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's on Spotify, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yep. you have a fun store. I saw that there were buttons and T-shirts. And what else do you have on there? Or is there anything um, else that you're you know planning on adding soon? Yeah, I do. So you can find the store through Bandcamp, or mm-hmm. I've linked the Bandcamp to my website, uh, calebdecathra.com. But uh, we've got some posters now that were done by an award-winning music photographer, um, Ishmael Quintanilla, uh, Ishmael Quintanilla III. And uh, he, right before he did me, he did St. Vincent, so that was really oh, cool. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we've got a poster with his work. We've got the buttons and the T-shirts and the music and all sorts of cool, fun stuff. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug? I know you mentioned your shows and your EP. I know we've talked about it briefly. Are you planning on putting out a full length anytime soon or sticking with that for a while? I will be in the studio this summer, but I mm-hmm. am not in a place where I can talk about what's going to happen yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. No problem. That sounds, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> yeah. Mysterious. Yes. I like that. Man of mystery. <laughs> All right. Well, it was really nice talking to you and we appreciate you coming on to tell your side of the story and kind of what happened to you and how it affected you. We hate hearing these stories about bands getting robbed. And even sometimes there were people that were beat up when their gear was taken. There's, you know, just pages and pages on Reddit. I I hate seeing this. So I think it's good to kind of get these stories out there and let people realize that like this is actually happening to human beings and this is really hard to bounce back from. Yeah, I've I've had a few things stolen at shows, but I think most of the time it was something small and it was an accident where like somebody else has had the same guitar pedal as me and they took theirs and they accidentally took mine or something. So yeah, I've never been wiped out, never had, never gone out to the car and been like, all the stuff's gone. Yay. Like ice cream. Um, What do we do? (laughs) I just want to, I just want to let people know, like, uh, we did everything right. We did everything you were supposed to do short of take all of the equipment to your hotel room every night because we had a lot of people in one hotel room. So we didn't do that, but we backed the van up against a wall and we made sure that we were good. And we had been doing this all of the United States. We get to rural Oklahoma was where we were staying. We weren't staying in Tulsa. We were staying outside and yeah, man, it's the suburbs. That's where they get you. about it, but it, there was a drug problem there that yeah. we weren't aware of, and someone yeah. put a brick through the window. I guess they'd been watching us. Put a brick through the window and took all our stuff. So uh, it happened where we least expected it and felt the most comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was their plan. They knew. It's probably You're right. They were probably watching you. It was one of those like ultimate crime of opportunity situations where they were like, oh, you know, watch everybody go into the hotel room and then take all their stuff. Nah, I think it was just a crackhead who like walked by Could have been. and like took a chance, but you never know. Yeah, but it's glad to hear, or, you know, I'm really glad to hear that, you know, you guys handled it so well and just the, the great response that you guys had from family and friends and fans where you were able to earn some of that money back quickly. Yeah, so it's, it just it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff. We kept going because this is what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. it all worked out. Well, you know, good luck on the TV interview. Sounds Thank like you. it's Sounds like that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I, I'm meeting with a stylist tomorrow. Nice. So That's super cool. Well, thank you for doing this. Really yeah, thank you. It. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to let people know about what happened and yeah. let people know about my art. I appreciate it. That's no the plan, problem. man. Will do. Well, have a good night. All right, man. All right. You too. Take care. Yep, take you. it easy. Now we're going to listen to a song by each band. So listen to the end so you can hear them both. And please check out the videos for both online. This is Johnny Be Good by Caleb DeCasper.
This is Hellions by Cheap Wave.
dinner with that solution for the 